I, I absolutely love my time in the Word of God. So many times I can look back over the course of my life and look where there was a specific uh, need that was that was met just through the Word of God. You got to come to it with a heart that says, whatever it says here, I'm willing to do. To me, as long as I know that I'm standing, I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing the best I can, people can say whatever they want about you. Uh, they can assail you in any way that you want. The storms come and the winds howl and it sounds scary. You know if your feet are planted on solid ground, you're going to be just fine. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. I'm Bill McMinn, along with me is Mark Hostetler. We are doing the Way to Go podcast. And it's fun. It's fun. I, I, do, it. I do like doing yeah. it. And, you know, today we're kind of free free rolling through talking about Scripture and the importance of God, God's Word and life. And one of the things that you've got to recognize is that the Bible does come from God. And so I look at it as authoritative for my life. It's not something that that's an option. Well, God, I kind of disagree with that. That's just your opinion, God. I don't look at it from that perspective. I look at it, no, that that's what he said. It's the truth. Absolutely, and it's reliable, you know, and it's right. helpful. Right. And it's a great guide through life, you know. Right. I mean, Psalm uh, 119.105, your word is a lamp to walk by. It's a light to illuminate my path. Right. You know, it's, it's this thing. This word has given me so much comfort and direction, and I want that for everybody, right. you know. And reliability, you know, it's, it never changes. Right. You yeah. I mean? So it's, yeah, it's constant. You know, the word of God is definitely a constant in our lives. And I think that's important. It says in second Timothy three sixteen, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yeah. So yeah. there you have it. All scripture is God breathed. Everything that is scripture it's God breathed. It's inspired by God. And because it's inspired by God, then it's good for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And I think we live in a world where you look at a term like rebuke or correcting, they don't they don't like that. You know, I think that people sometimes have a hard time hearing something that counters their belief or challenges yeah. what they think. Mm -hmm. For me personally, my favorite professors in college were the ones that really knocked me off center and made me have to think about things. Like I love those guys the most because they really, really put a challenge to me. So in this light, scripture is going to knock us off center from time to time. There's going to be a challenge. And I hope it does. Right. Because man, if I'm center, watch out. You know what I mean? Because right. I, I tell you, I can get deceived. I can get walk, you know, I can, I can be swayed. Right. You know what I'm saying? By the, by the political and, and, well, how about Theological this? waves yeah. of, of, of everybody else. And you know what? You know what I like to? I like one solid, reliable source that I can come back to and check everything against. You right. know what I'm saying? Just like a constitution in America. You know what I mean? It's good to have a solid source to come back to. And, 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 and here's something we've all looked at a lot, a ruler. We've all looked at a tape measure. That's right. And the tape measure doesn't change. And the thing is, it's, it's an inch is an inch. Can you imagine no if what, it did? Yeah, I mean, my no, gosh, you, you know, I mean, it, we, we, it would be like, you know, telling somebody to cut this board 
and well to what measure you know what right. i'm saying i mean according to you or according to me and right. no way man we want solid truth we want right. solid reliable source you know right so. so when you come to a ruler and it's a standard then it doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter what you think a foot is or what you kind of remember it being or what you think a yard is mm-hmm. it just is what it is that's right and so there's this solid measurement mm-hmm. all the time and sometimes we live in a world that's very much taking kind of the onus to say, no, I'm the one who sets the rules. I'm the one who decides right and wrong. Yeah. And the world, I, honestly, you see it getting messier and messier all the time as we get away more from truth that's really solid and it's really rocky, kind of build more out in the marshes of life. It gets, it sinks, you yeah, know? I mean, it's because we're losing the idea that there is an absolute truth. It's right. all relative. Right. It's all relative. I'm telling you, that's dangerous, man. Right. You have to have an absolute truth. The law of gravity is the law of gravity. Right. It's not relative. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's the law of gravity. And a period, stop, you know a stop light means to stop. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, not you, an opinion. You don't come to the stoplight and say, well, that's your opinion. I don't know if I should really stop there because a stoplight is a stoplight. And if we all bring it to us and just say, hey, this is my truth, your truth, your truth. And then it'd be like doing measurements off your finger. Well, your yeah. finger might be a different size than my finger. You need something right. that's beyond us. You need something that's outside of us. Do. And the thing that I do yeah. appreciate about the word of God, and I, I do believe it's been extremely helpful in my life is that I trust that it's from God. And so that it has that authority as being from God. It's not just his opinion. And someday we believe that all people will stand before him and that there's going to come a day when you you have a talk with God uh, about how you live. And so the the more you know this, now the more you're responsible for too, you know, when you really know it, but mm-hmm. you need to live. But here's oh, a verse, yeah. I, I like this. In uh, 2 Peter 1, 19, we all have the prophetic message of something completely reliable and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, through, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And he says it right here, no Scripture ever came by the prophet's own interpretation. Yeah. It didn't have its origin in the will of man. And so I, I love that because I think that's a great passage. Men were carried along as they followed the yeah, lead of the um, Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So you always have this argument that says, you know, well, well, how do you expect me to trust something that's been written by men, you know, over the course of 3,000 years or whatever, you know? Right. And it's like, well, that that's because of the accuracy of it, because of the lack of... Um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Contradictions. Right. You know, you you can know that this was a supernatural thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't just men here. This is God himself working through men, of course. Right. You know, but he's, he, he's writing us this Bible, this right. word, you know, and I trust every word of it. I trust right. every word of it. And there's, there's translations that take liberties here and there, word for word, thought for thought, that kind of thing, you know, but, uh, but. All in all, I think when you go back to the original manuscripts, that's from God. That's well, it is. God. And I we think that, that actually, I mean, as somebody who studied Greek and somebody who studied Hebrew, I mean, these are great translations and mm-hmm. whatever translation. I mean, you're, you're going to learn the word of God. You're going to be guided to what truth is. In fact, it said in Second uh, Peter 1.16, we did not follow cleverly devised stories yeah. when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And so these are people who are writing, who are eyewitnesses, who saw what they saw. Now, we have a story, and if, if you have kids and you don't want them to hear this, then you know get them out of the room about to talk about Santa Claus. But when you look about that story and, and that tale, it starts back in 1000 AD with a witch named Bircha out in Italy who would swoop mm-hmm. down chimneys on 
I think it was December 25th, would swoop down the chimneys, leave coal for bad kids, give give candy or whatever it was to good kids. And then the mm-hmm. Reformation happened and they said, well, we can't have a witch named Bircha. You know, and Christians, you know, thinking about that. Let's, let's talk about St. Nicholas, who was like a saint of children, whatever it was. And he was thin and tall and he would whoop, put a whooping on bad kids and he would leave wow. whatever an orange or candy cane mm. or whatever it was for good kids. Then, you know, later on it became, you know, more about the North Pole and then not skinny, but a fat Santa. And, but you see the, the morphine of the story over the years. So you go back a thousand years, it looks way different than it looks today. You go back to 100 AD and you look at the uh, the manuscripts that they have of the Bible and uh, John, whatever book it is, it's mm-hmm. always the same. Yeah, The story That's doesn't change. It doesn't, you don't get there and say, who's that? Like, I don't recognize that Jesus. I never heard that story. No, it's it's the same because because the, true it has a root in truth. It's not a cleverly devised fable. When something right. when you make up a story, the story changes. That's right. I I agree a hundred percent. This isn't telephone, right? You know what I'm saying? The game telephone, where you whisper into the other person's ear and you go around the circle and it comes back and it's completely distorted. You know, this is not what this is. Right. This is meticulous. Uh, uh, you know generation to generation preservation of God's word, right. you know, it's meticulous. There's a, there's a, there's a way they did it, you right. know, to conserve it, you know, to preserve it. So, uh, I appreciate it. Like I said, man, I, I absolutely love my time in the word of God. And so many times I can look back over the course of my life and look where there was a, there was, as I'm reading, there was a specific um, uh, need that was that was met just through the word of God, right. you know, just for me sitting there and listening, and and you got to come to it with a heart that says whatever it says here, I'm willing to do. Yeah, I think there are times you too. Know? You know, the Lord puts ideas in your head, and hey, we have to be careful when you go by the Spirit, by the Word of God, that we don't get ahead of God and the work oh, yeah. that He wants to do. You know, I yeah. think we have to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, but we also, uh, as Christians, when I'm reading the Word of God. It says that David says, I have not sinned against you, you know, or hide my word in your heart that I might not sin mm-hmm. against you is the idea. And so what I find is there are times when I have questions and I'll come to God and say, what about this? What about this? A lot of times the scripture will come to my mind. Absolutely. Or if somebody has an issue, like somebody came and asked me some pretty serious questions recently. Hey, Bill, what do you think about this and this opportunity? All I did was it came to my mind, a story in the Bible. And I said, hey, are you familiar with the story? Are you familiar mm-hmm. with what God said to this righteous king helping the King of uh, King Ahab, mm-hmm. and what God's comment? No, I don't. I'm not certain of that. Let me look it up. And so they they went in and they evaluated that, and it was really informative for them in making a decision. But it's based on the Word of God. But I thought it was interesting that God brought that scripture to my mind to share with them because that was pretty much exactly what they needed to hear. That's so good, man. Because the Spirit of the Lord will lead us into all truth. Right. Well, absolute truth is right here in the Word of God. This right. is absolute center. This is the absolute truth, you know. Unfortunately, in today's world, I'm going to be, you know, uh, offering an exhortation to everybody listening here right now. Second Peter 3.16, it says, There are some, hard to understand in the Scripture, that untaught and unstable people twist them to their own destruction. Right. There are people out there wanting to twist the Word of God and water it down in a way that actually brings destruction on the hearer. Right. Because you're being false taught. Right. The word of God that's supposed to bring you freedom. Yeah. It's and it's, it's, well, it's confusing. I mean, we, you know, this has been going on for, I've been a pastor for 30 years. And before I was even out of seminary, I mean, all this stuff was going on. And they talked about it, how there would be certain schools that just didn't believe in the Bible. So these guys were being trained in seminary 
by the school. School doesn't really believe in the Bible, so they get there, and well, what do they teach their people? And so then that gets confusing because then it gets to be a pick and a choose, and well, the Bible doesn't really say that. The Bible doesn't really say that. And then you're trying to hold to a lifestyle that's opposed to what God's Word actually teaches while clinging to God's Word. It just, it doesn't really work. I've not seen that work successfully. No. I've not seen it in people's lives really work or bring happiness and bring peace. Well, yeah, because it's hypocrisy. It's at its, at its you know, base level. It's hypocrisy. It's, it's trying to live something uh, that the word of God tells you not to. Right. But you think it's actually what you're supposed right. to be doing, you know, like works-based salvation, for example. Right. Well, you're going to be frustrated all the time because that goes against what God said. Right. Our salvation is based on grace through faith. Right. It's not based on works. There's nothing we can do to gain our salvation, right. but no, there's whole entire denominations teaching that you have to work your way into a right standing with God. Right. It's complete false. Right. And it's creating frustration. Right. It's creating people of this false illusion that if I'm good enough, there, there's a possible chance that I might receive heaven one day. Right. Well, that's false. Right. That, what kind of hope well, is that? You, and know you never know. It's like my one friend told me years ago, he said, well, you never know. You never know if you're really going to heaven or not. And I said, mm. well, no, the word of God is written so that you might know. And all those who believe in the son have life. And that's what we believe. I mean, that's we right. believe that God so loved this world. That's based on scripture. God loved this world. He loves sinners. I mean, Jesus Christ loves sinners. He called them the repentance. Yeah. But I mean, he certainly loved them and he cared about them. I think about our ministry here at Eagleville Bible Church. I mean, we love people. There was somebody whose uh, daughter just tragically uh, passed mm, away and yeah. it was a sad situation and she had come out to CR and I told her when I met with her, I said, you know, we count her, you know, a part of this ministry, you know, a part of this church, you know, we loved her and, you know, it was sad. And when I talked to Steve and he got back from vacation, he was so sad because this is somebody we really... Yeah. He loved her and he cared about her. Now, this is not somebody had it all together. This is not somebody who was walking a path we would walk. This was somebody we were working with, somebody we were encouraging, somebody we were loving on, and that's been our ministry. I mean, we we have a whole celebrate uh, recovery yeah. ministry to people who are hurting, uh, people who have hurts and hangups and bad habits, and mm-hmm. we're helping them. And you think of the uh, Vine Food Pantry. Mm-hmm. That's this is the heart and soul of Eagleville Bible Church. Right. Is to communicate truth. Is to help people. It's to be there for people. I mean, you counsel, I counsel. We yeah. try to help people walk with Absolutely. people through tough times. We- Right. We try to bring people back to this word of God because right. within its confines of the word of God, you find the most beautiful message, consistent message throughout the whole thing. Right. That God is the God who redeems our lives. Right. And he has given us all access to hope and salvation and right. freedom and joy and right. peace. All. And you find it all in this word. There's right. great hope when you just spend some time taking the word for the word. Don't try to don't try to twist it and distort it right. and make it something it's not. Well, how you about know? people tw- taking our words and twisting them? I know. I mean, it's frustrating, happens, isn't it? Yeah, how it is, do you think God feels about right. that? You know what right. I'm saying? When we try, try to twist his words. No, he's laid out a beautiful message in the scriptures. Right. Just take it. Yeah, and don't Read. take it from us. I mean, take, you know, as we teach it, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, look at that and follow it, but you got to check it out yourself. Absolutely. Now, here's one thing Jesus Christ said, this interesting uh, about the word of God. And he said, is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, the scripture cannot be broken. What about the one whom the father has sent apart as his very own son is sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said, I'm God's sons. Mm. And so you, you look at that and he said, scripture cannot be set aside. He's basing 
you know, basically pretty much just on one word there, he's basing his whole argument because that's how authoritative and reliable scripture was. He was taking a manuscript, he was taking a translation of scripture and he was using that as a basis. Yeah. And I I love that. Um, One of the reasons I like that is because it's coming from the word. John one says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And later on, it says that that word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Right. Jesus Christ is the living word of God. Right. He's he, the one declaring what you just read. Right. He's the one that's the word. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think it's incredible uh, to put that connection together. I mean, these are the this is the joy of reading the scriptures. Right. You're always learning. Right. You know what I mean? You're always putting that connection together. And and I'm telling you guys, I mean, I have an insatiable love for the word of God because right. it transformed my life. It right. really did when I started reading the Bible. I uh, got to John chapter 10, and it talked about the good shepherd. And my right. sheep, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, right. and I know them, and they follow me. Right. And it was at that point in Labor Day of 07 that I gave my life back to Jesus Christ, and I started walking and following him. I repented of all my sinful ways, and I said, God, I'm yours, you know? Right. And what happened? The Spirit of God worked through the Word of God to bring me to God. Right. That's what happened. Right. And that can happen to everybody under the sound of our voice right, right. now. That can happen. Just right. spend some time going through the Word of God. Yeah, and don't make it about personality either. I mean, don't make it about, well, I, I like Bill, I'll listen. I don't like Bill, I won't listen. Or I like Mark, I'll listen. Mm-hmm. I don't like Mark, I won't listen. Mm-hmm. The Word of God stands as the Word of God. That's right. It doesn't matter who's communicating that or who's teaching it. It just is the Word of God. That's and Jesus exactly Christ right. said this about it. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Oh, my gosh. I mean, just think about what that just said there. Right. I mean, you have foolishness of not hear, listening and, and following what you hear through the Word of God. Right. You know, this is something that's reliable. I keep coming back to it, you know. You can, you can stand on this. Right. What you read in this Word. Um, Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the Word of our God, it will remain forever. Right. This isn't going away. Right. You know what I'm saying? These words are going to be here forever. Right. And they're eternal. Right. It, it, why not just make it part of your life? You right. know what Absolutely. I mean? I mean, make it part of your study. Make it part of your daily routine to wake up and get into the word and, and seek wisdom from the word of God for your day. Right. You know? No, I, I yeah. would agree. Because it's foolish not to. That's what you just read. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. And I just think of how much the word of God has meant to me to keep me on the right path. And just a reminder, and it's just learning even from, if you look at a David and what he did with Bathsheba, yeah, I shouldn't do that. Or somebody else who didn't really believe or the story of Kadesh Barnea, where for a lack of faith, they couldn't take the promised land because they shrunk back. That's right. right? I mean, that's the other thing I love about the word is how brutally honest it is about the, the, the condition of humanity. Right. You know, I just read, um, you know, when my wife and I were doing a 30-day a devotionals uh, for marriages, you know, and right. some of the bad things that happened when when a, a guy like King Solomon has 700 wives, 300 right. concubines. Right. You think that was good for him? Not at all. No. And you know what he did? He went against the 
word of God for him. Right. And he didn't live by God's design as proclaimed in the word. Right. And these women actually turned his heart from him. Right. From and God, he started worshiping you know? other gods and that they, made it hard too. Yeah. Right. And all he had to do was stay fixed on the word of God. Right. That's all he had to do is just stay the course. Right. He got off course, you know, right. and so many times and all, you know, all of us, we all go through that, you know, right. throughout our lives. The best thing to do is stay anchored on that word of God. It's going to be there right. forever for us. It's right. a reliable source. It's something we can stand on, right. you know. Uh, we don't have to move right. because it's not moving. Right. No, know? I agree. And it, when a storm comes, and storms of life will come, mm-hmm. and I think that all of us is, to me, as long as I know that I'm standing, I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing the best I can, people can say whatever they want about you. Uh, they can assail you in any way that you want. The storms come and the winds howl and it sounds scary. You know if your feet are planted on solid ground, you're going to be just fine. Absolutely. And God's going to take care of you. And I think there's so much blessing in just knowing, stay true to the word. I always tell people, do the right thing. You always wind up on your feet no matter That's how right. topsy-turvy That's it right. is. Don't, don't be tossed to and fro with the waves and the wind. Right. You know what I'm saying? Stay strong. Stay steadfast. And the way you do that is to plant your feet on the anchor of God's word, right. you know, because it's not changing. Right. So it's our, it's my encouragement to everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. So we appreciate you tuning in, uh, being part of this podcast today. Just stick to the word. The word is reliable. Word of God. We believe in it. Uh, mm. Front to cover, front to back, cover yeah. to cover. Yeah. And it's an awesome book. And it'll definitely be an inspiration in your life. You guys all have a great and awesome week. <laughs>